Okay, welcome guys to this episode of Taking Your 20s with me, your host, Al Yav. Today we have our first guest of season two. Her name is VC. I'll let her introduce herself. So VC, you can tell the people um, a little bit about yourself. Hello, hello. Excited to be here. Um, yeah, so my name's VC. I'm 23 years old, second year grad student with Ali here. Well, we're technically not second years yet, but we still have a in month. A few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, we are in the sport and exercise psychology program at Springfield College. I did my undergrad at UConn. I got my bachelor's in cognitive sciences, um, played soccer there, which was fun, but taxing at the same time. Um, which led me to figure out that I wanted to become a sports psychologist, um, more specifically a mental performance coach or consultant, whichever word you prefer. Um, yeah, so now we're just, we're grinding away at our summer <laughs> classes, getting it done. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, that was a really great overview. Um, okay, so we're gonna kind of start from the beginning. Um, you kind of you obviously mentioned that you played soccer um at UConn, and I know that you're playing right at Springfield this next coming mm -hmm. year, which is super yep. exciting. Um, so we'll go back way back in time. Um when when did you first start playing soccer? Like how old were you? I think I was like four years old I feel like soccer is one of those sports where like everyone's parents just signs them up for it mm -hmm. like if you talk to most people there's a good chance even when they were just like little toddlers they played yeah. on some sort of team um so I was just one of those kids um I also did karate gymnastics and swimming when I was little and then I stuck with soccer and karate until I was like 11 or 12. And then I got to a point in karate where I was ready for my black belt, mm -hmm. but I was too young to get my black belt. How old do you have to be? I don't know if this is like legit, but <laughs> the reason <laughs> I should like fact check them. <laughs> But they told me that the reason why I couldn't get my black belt, because I was, like I said, like 11 or 12 years old. And I got like all the patches, like did all that. And the next step was a black belt. And they were like, well, you have to be 16 because you have to register your hands as legal weapons. What? <laughs> and I was like, is this I've legit? Never heard that. <laughs> So they, yeah, they were just like, you have to wait until you're 16. Like you can continue to train until then. So then I was like, forget that, left karate. And then I've just been playing soccer ever since. Wow. I never knew that. That's cool I, though. Right. Like, I don't know if it's real. I don't know, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. I love like no like hearing when people like did other sports like you know at least through like you know their younger years because diversification mm -hmm. as we know is just yes so important <laughs> um but so then obviously you started playing soccer like full-time um in high school type of thing mm -hmm. um so obviously there was a time when you got like really good at soccer oh, yeah. um because you went D1. So was there a time that you knew, like, oh, yeah, like, I can go D1? Or was, like, there someone who was, like, oh, yeah, you can definitely go D1? Did you look at other schools? Or was it kind of always UConn? Um, so to answer your first question, it was a little bit of both. There was a point where I felt like I could do it. But I didn't really know. Because everyone around me was, like, are you sure? Like, that's big. Like, that's a big deal yeah um but I was like but the, that's what I want like and I know I could do it mm -hmm. and then simultaneously when I got into high school um I had this really really so my high school little backstory my high school is actually a middle school and a high school put together okay so it's seven through 12 because I come from a really really small town mm -hmm. so 
that high school just speaking nine through 12 um, is five towns put together. Yeah. And I still only graduated with 117 kids in my class. Whoa. So very, very (laughs) small high school. Um, And in that small high school, I met this awesome gym teacher. Uh, Shout out Miss Will. (laughs) (laughs) She, um, so like I said, I met her in seventh grade. I actually met her a few years before because I would go to the high school soccer camps like Mm -hmm. as a, as a youngin. Um, And she was one of the counselors and stuff but I never put it together until I got to middle school and she was like, yeah, like I'll be your PE teacher. Um, So I started talking to her more seriously about soccer and stuff. And then my freshman year, she actually became my trainer for soccer outside of school and like outside of club and like all the other teams that I was playing for. And then she after my freshman year, the varsity coach stepped down or he retired because he had been there for like years. Um, and she applied for the position and then she became my high school coach. So we couldn't train outside of high school anymore because yeah. the rules and stuff. Um, but throughout everything, like I would literally go to her office first thing in the morning when I got to school, sit down, eat breakfast. Um, and we would just start chatting about like what the future holds and stuff like that. And she actually played D1 soccer at Monmouth University. Yeah. And she played with Chrissy Rampone. Oh, so that's she awesome. Was, yeah, they were, yeah. De- they were defenders together. Um, so she was like, listen, like, if this is something you want to do, you can do it. Like, yeah, I hope you figure it out. Um, and then in addition to her, I also had club coaches, um, Issa and Cassie, and they also like really believed in me. They were college coaches too. So they wanted me to go to the school that they were at, which I also, um, looked there too, but it was too close to home. And I was like, I, I want to get out of here. Like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Yeah. So then we started looking at schools. And I remember one of the first things that uh, Miss Will had me do was make a list of 10 schools, Mm -hmm. have all divisions on there, like look at everything um, and just make a list of 10 schools. And UConn was probably like, it was in the top five, but it wasn't my number one. And it wasn't my number two. Um, And then we slowly, like, we went through the list and we started doing more research. And she was like, all right, well, this is the type of coach this person is. And this is the type of coach this person is. And, like, this is what kind of school this is. So we slowly started crossing them off. And I was left with four schools. Um, I was looking at Northeastern, UConn. Boston University and Boston College so I thought for sure I was going to end up in Boston yeah I was going to say that because I wanted to be away from home but I wanted to be close enough where like if I wanted to go home for a weekend I could yeah um so then started like the whole recruiting process reached out to coaches um had them come watch me play, went to different camps, like ID clinics and stuff like that. Um, And then after all that, I was like, all right, time to go visit the schools. Like, let's Mm -hmm. see what I actually like and stuff like that. And I still remember like to this day, how I felt going to UConn. Yeah. Or not not while I was driving there because me and my sister we just signed up for like a regular tour it wasn't like an official visit or anything like that yet yeah and when you're driving onto campus it's UConn like the main campus is in the middle of nowhere it's like lots of right yeah yeah I literally I've never been there so I have no idea what it's like but I've heard it's in the middle of nowhere (laughs) yes um lots of farms like cows horses 
Um, so you're going through like these little towns, back roads, and then you go up this hill and you get to the top of this hill and there's this big gray sign that says Yukon. And then you can just see like all the hills and the farms and the dorms and everything. And I have goosebumps right now, like talking about this. And I remember my sister was driving and I was just like smiling. And my sister was like, bro, we haven't even started yet. Like what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. I just like, I can feel it. I don't know. It's just like a good feeling. Um, And the tour was amazing. And I got to meet the coaches and stuff. And the head coach at the time was a different head coach that I had. So he was the head coach my freshman year. And then he left after my freshman year. But he came out to see me play, which I thought was really nice. Um, Because usually, like, the assistants go out and do the recruiting. Um, I went to some of their ID clinics, had some meetings. And then they were like, you know, like, make sure you're picking a school, like, not just for soccer and stuff. And I was like... I I'm not like it just feels right like I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. um and all these all the stars aligned and I got to live my dream yeah that's awesome um, yeah going back to how you were just talking about your high school coach and how they were like she was so supportive and mm-hmm. like how she was kind of like you know a coach but also a friend and a like mentor and supporter in so many ways I think like, I wish more high school kids, like, had that with their, like, coaches. I had that with mine, and so, like, we're still, like, you know, best friends. Like, I text him all the mm-hmm. time and stuff like that, and, like, he's starting to retire now, which makes me sad, but um, I think that, like, your love for the sport is, like, so, it's just, like, so different when you have, like, have that, especially at the high school level, because mm-hmm. I think that's where, like, it can totally, like, break down for a lot of kids, like so many stories of kids being like yeah I like quit because my high school coach because a lot of times it's like some random history or English teacher or whatever who's just doing it because you know yep. maybe they played in high school or maybe they're just like looking for a few extra bucks which is like totally understandable but at the same time when it comes to like the actual love for the sport and keeping kids engaged it just like it can totally make or break it Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I actually still talk to Miss Will. I call her my second mom. Like anytime I'm talking to my friends, um, like they know that I was super close with her. They asked me about her because she actually moved away. So she lives in the South now. So like I haven't seen her in a few years. Mm -hmm. Um, But like we still text, we still like talk on the phone. I'll leave her voicemail sometimes because like sometimes I uh we like don't catch each other or whatever but no I agree it's so so important to have a coach that understands the game and understands you like not just as an athlete but as a person too like that can change your whole view on any sport my and I um I remember when my sister was in high school I have an older sister she's four years older than me okay so we were never in high school together, but because my high school was a middle school and a high school, we were in the same building. Mm-hmm. And my sister loved basketball. She played basketball growing up and then got to high school and she hated the coach and she ended up quitting. Yeah. And I used to like look at her like, come on, like that's going to be the reason that you quit. But then I had terrible coaches and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I get it now. Now you understand. Yeah. I totally get that. I mean, like that's the whole reason. Like I grew up playing softball. That was my thing forever. I thought I was going to play all through high school. And, you know, I was, I never really even got to the point where I got to even think about maybe college, but because a coach ruined it for me long before that, which stinks, Mm -hmm. but it was like a similar thing. Like I did cross country and track and then did softball. Um, and that was my main sport still. And then solely the high school coach, I just knew like, wasn't gonna be fair first of all, but just like, wasn't going to be nice or see me as anything other than just a number on the field. So Mm. I just knew versus like my track coach was like constantly like, like come out for spring track, like, you know, and all the girls were just so much more welcoming the track as well. And I was just like, it's kind of a no brainer. 
to switch over and do track. And luckily I still played on my club team for softball. So that was good. Cause I had coaches there that were better. That's good. But, um, sometimes it's still sad to think about to be like, oh man, like I never played all the way through high school, but mm. still glad that I like stuck. Like it was definitely the best decision I made in high school for sure. So mm. we still gotta, um, get the cohort together for a intramural softball team. Dude, I'd be so pumped for that. Let's go. <laughs> when do they do that? Is it like in the spring? It's, I don't know if they do softball in the fall because of like the actual softball in the spring. Oh, yeah. But I'm not sure. But we should definitely check that out. <laughs> yeah, we should. Um, okay, so you obviously described like going to UConn for the first time is like you just knew it was right you got the chills all that sort of thing so what was it actually like when you were there like for your four years how would you describe that overall time for yourself I know you know it was COVID played a role into that in our last two Mm -hmm. years but like how would you just describe that as a whole Uh, as a whole I don't know if there's one word to describe it as a whole (laughs) <laughs> give phrases whatever you need or like even if it's like different years were different from yeah each other. I think it would definitely be yearly um okay. my freshman year was hard like it was hard and I went so there were 10 girls in my freshman class wow yeah and all of us except one were there for the summer before we even started school mm-hmm. so they have a program where you take a summer class you could take as many classes as you want but as long as you're just in one then you're free to come and work out with I mean even if you're not in a class you can still go and work out but it just like makes it easier yeah um so the nine of us were there for the summer going into our first year of collegiate soccer and it was a lot of fun because we only had one class to worry about um but we had 6 a.m workouts (laughs) and I actually wasn't living at school at the time okay I was still living in Massachusetts so I was waking up at 4 30 in the morning and driving to campus for 6 a.m workouts and then I would go to the dining hall with my teammates. We'd get breakfast. Then I'd go to class. Or no, no, no. I'd go. Some some people would go to class. I had an afternoon class. So we would go. Luckily, one of my teammates didn't have a roommate for the summer. Or at least, like, mm-hmm. a majority of the summer. So she was like, if you want to, like, just hang out in my room. Like, I have an extra bed. Um, That's so Because, so oh, my oh gosh. My God. <laughs> it's I do not know where I would be this day without her like um so took a lot of naps and then I would go to class and then sometimes I would stay over and then other times I would just drive back home um so that year was really hard I also took a red shirt my freshman year um because I just wasn't getting any playing time and so I had one coach who had been there for like almost 40 years. Wow. Um, and we were all like, is he going to retire? Is he going to stay? It was up in the air. But it was just like a, I was never getting any sort of communication from him. Everything was through the assistant coach. Gotcha. And so she was just like, listen, you're doing great. Um, just like keep, keep working. Like, I wish I had every, like, I wish every, Every single player had the work ethic that you do um but like I think we're just going to give you a red shirt for this season which was nice because they don't always do that sometimes they'll try and like burn it by mm-hmm. giving you like crappy minutes so that was like my freshman fall in the spring things like really turned around because I was like all right it's like, it's just a free for all. Like, this is just training. This is just to get better, like less pressure. You're not like as stressed. We had like four games throughout our, um, 
spring season. Um, and I was just like genuinely happier. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized some things about myself and like started going to therapy and that was something that I had never done before, but had like always wanted to do in high school, but never really knew how to like get into it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I started doing that in the spring of my freshman year and then end of the year comes coach is retiring. So it was like, all right, cool. Like fresh start next year. Let's go. Sophomore year was awesome. Um, sophomore year was probably one of my favorite years, but also one of my like least favorite years because I had a great year, like mm-hmm. soccer wise, academic wise, social wise. Like I just felt like I was hitting every point that I wanted to hit when yeah. I first came into college. And I was like, yes, I finally got it. Like we're good. But then the people around me were like really struggling and I care a lot about the people around me. So yeah. it was always like, all right. Then I just started caring too much about the people around me and started to lose track of myself, which mm-hmm. carried over into my junior year. And my junior year, I'm trying to think of the fall of my junior year. Um, it would have been the last semester before COVID. Yes, yes. So I ended up getting, first off, I tore my quad like pretty early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that put me back a little. And then as I started to come back from that, I was having like really, really bad headaches, like just wasn't myself, like something was just wrong. And so I had to do like eye rehab. Oh, so yeah, to, yeah. Like, track things with my eyes and it would make me nauseous. And like mm-hmm. we just couldn't figure out what it was. And then long story short we found out I had a concussion but I had like been playing through it all yeah obviously not making it any better yeah um so I had to take the rest of the season off um which was frustrating because that was my junior year and after coming off like a good year for my sophomore year I was just like frustrated I didn't have I don't think I played a single minute in my junior year Mm -hmm. um so after that I was just like all right whatever like I don't know if this is for me maybe I should go to a different school like Mm -hmm. but then I was like your people are here like this is a great place you chose this school not just for soccer like you chose it for other reasons you're not you're not going anywhere yeah um so COVID hit in March 2020 so that's the spring of our junior year I don't know if you remember but everyone was like yeah just an extended spring break like yeah we'll be back in two weeks yeah yeah um and then we all just ended up going home for the summer and at the time I didn't realize it but it was like the greatest thing for me Mm mm-hmm because I finally got time to just think about what I actually wanted and what I wanted to do and how I could get myself to where I wanted to go. Um, So I got to refocus myself on me again. Um, And I'm not a runner. Like, I don't know how or why you like to run. Sometimes I don't know either, so I get it. (laughs) But I found a love for it during COVID. Very briefly. I feel like a lot of people did, which was kind of fun for a while there. Yes. And then came in for, we went back like everything was normal in the fall for my senior year. Classes and everything all of some people had in-person classes I didn't have in-person classes until the spring okay um so in the fall all of my classes were online gotcha yeah um 
but like we weren't allowed to hang out as a team outside of soccer practice we weren't even allowed to really like practice until like a few weeks in so once we got to campus like everyone moved in some people were like had to live by themselves like the international students and students from like certain states that were at higher rates than Mm -hmm. other states they had to like live in isolation for the first two weeks yeah and it was like really hard on them and it was hard on like the whole team because we were all so used to just like being in the same place being all together um so that was a little difficult and then once we could start practicing we were only allowed to practice in like pods so you were only allowed to touch a ball touch the same ball as like your roommates Mm. um so that we were in that stage for like a little while and then we were just doing that and fitness Mm. and it was like a four month long preseason <laughs> because our actual oh, the season, season got pushed back, right? Yeah, exactly. So we were there training all fall for the spring. Yeah. <laughs> Which was like mind boggling and just exhausting. But then the spring comes, we got through through chaos in the fall because I don't know who thought it would be a good idea to put all the underclassmen athletes all the I'm going to repeat myself all the underclassmen athletes so all the freshmen and all the sophomores were in one building Mm -hmm. for rooming but it was during COVID so you weren't allowed to have anyone else and you weren't allowed to have any guests in your room like no parties, nothing. So like every single weekend, athletes are getting busted for having people over like doing this, doing that. Yeah. Because they, they wanted to be social, like, you know? Yeah. It's their first like year of college or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So then like, as a senior class, we were like, okay, we get that you really want to interact with these people, but we have one year left and like teams were getting suspended. Athletes were getting suspended. Like, yikes. Yeah. We were like, we understand, but like, it's our last year and it's your first year. And you guys have time. Yeah. Please just understand where we're coming from. Like you will have your time. You will (laughs) just like, yeah. um, So the first semester was a little rough um but we got through it as we always do (laughs) and then the spring came and it was finally time for the season um and we actually had our best record that year um we were in the big east for the first time so what they did was they split up the big east into two different conferences and it was like east and west so that way we didn't have to travel by plane anywhere everything was just like bus trips Mm -hmm. um we bussed to georgetown which was fun (laughs) no no (laughs) fun no it actually was it was a great it's probably what like 10 hours something like that maybe more i think it was uh, i want to say less than 10 closer to eight okay that's that's good timing then yeah um but yeah so then we kicked butt in the big east our (laughs) best record for the four years that I was there um that was also like huge because we didn't do well (laughs) the other the three years um so like my class especially we were like we want to do good this year like yeah even if we don't win the conference like we're at least getting close Mm -hmm. um and we made it to the semis it's good quarterfinals no I'm pretty sure it was the semis yeah and then season ended we all graduated 
and we left and a lot of my team a lot of the girls that were in my class um went and used their extra year of eligibility like right away but we all left except one of my classmates stayed at UConn and she used her last year there Mm -hmm. um I on the other hand was like I have two years of eligibility left and I don't think I want to use either one of them yeah because I was just like exhausted exhausting would be my word for if I had to describe the four (laughs) the four years in one word it would be exhausting but well worth it yeah Um, I mean I feel like being a student athlete like think many can relate to that (laughs) yeah for sure um yeah and then I decided I was gonna pursue my master's in sports psych um found Springfield which just works out Uh, it worked out Yeah. yeah so I was like all right I got two years to like get some experience get my master's and then We'll go from there. And then this really funny moment happened on the first day of class. And you weren't in my research methods class, so you didn't do this. No. But yeah, uh, literally on the first day of class, we did this like get to know you activity where um, the professor, she would say, like two things and if you were one thing you would stand on one side of the room if you were the other thing you would stand on the other side of the room like cats and dogs Mm -hmm. coffee tea things like that yeah so we're doing that we're like walking back and forth blah blah blah. and then she's like okay if you're uh, if you're a student athlete or involved with a sports team here on campus stand on one side of the room and if you're not stand on the other and it was the first time in my life that, that I hadn't been. been a student athlete. So yeah. I, and no, I don't know anyone. It's the first day of class. Like, <laughs> you get into so crisis right there. Right then and there, like right then and there, I slowly walk over to that side of the room and I have tears in my eyes. Like, Aww. I'm not like, I like didn't like stream it. down my face but like literally you know when your eyes are just like blurry because you know that they're ready mm-hmm. they'll just like fall oh yeah <laughs> and then I don't think I said a word for the rest <laughs> of the class <laughs> I don't blame you that like just hit you like a truck yes literally out of nowhere and I was like okay yep this is okay all right um and then I actually knew the assistant soccer coach at Springfield from mm-hmm. before because um, like I grew up in the area um, and she does a lot of work with the clubs in the area. Yeah. So we sat down and we had a meeting and I originally was asking about the GA position with the team at Springfield and she was like, BC, you have two years of eligibility. <laughs> why aren't you going to use them? And I was like, man, I'm tired. Like, I just, I, I had a great time. I had a great run. Like, I just, I, I don't know if I can do that. And she was like, all right, well, why don't you train with us in the spring? And if you like it, if you're having fun, if it's something that you want to do, you're more than welcome. But if not, you can step away. Yeah. So I was like, okay, all right, I'll think about it. Um, And then sure enough, I trained with them in the spring and they're an awesome group. And Mm -hmm. the coach, I'm going to miss him. Uh, He, it was his last season. Mm -hmm. So he retired, Um, but I met the new coach and she's awesome too. Um, But I, I felt like my high school self playing again. That's awesome. It, excited it to was, come out to some games this fall I know I can't wait I was literally talking to Jamie today she was like did your schedule come out I can't wait to watch <laughs> I was like oh I can't wait for the whole cohort to be there and no like, we literally will It'll be so Milano good. and baby <laughs> Milano I'm so excited um but yeah so then I was like all right I'm sold I'm in I got yeah. one year left like 
let's do it let's do it yeah that's so exciting so have you like when do you officially start training like for the fall like has that started yet or not not yet so the move-in day is August 21st but like I'm not living on campus yeah so I don't know if we have like compliance meetings and stuff like that on that day Mm-hmm. I don't think we have like any training that day. I haven't, our preseason schedule hasn't come out yet, but I know that's like the report date. Yeah. So Ooh. 21 days. Three mm. weeks. That's exciting. Yes. Um, so I was going to ask you, we kind of already started to touch on it a little bit, but so obviously you went from playing D1 to not playing to now you're playing D3 in that year that you weren't like playing, I know you were still playing on like other teams and stuff, but um, like, what was like the big, like, how did you deal with that huge, like athletic identity change? Like not being like a student athlete, like what helped you get through that and kind of get to where you are now? Um, There were a lot of different things. I think number one was that first day of school like (laughs) when I was legitimately forced to admit that I wasn't a student athlete instead Mm -hmm. of like just kind of brushing it aside um just number one just recognizing it acknowledging it accepting it yeah um another thing that really really helped me and I don't remember I think it came from our class with Dr. Hutchinson Mm -hmm. x was it exercise psych yeah yeah and that I don't I don't know exactly if it was in that class if it was something she said if it was a conversation I was just having with people in that class but we were talking about athletes Mm -hmm. and if people who don't play sports are still athletes gotcha and I was like yeah I still consider myself an athlete like yeah and I feel you on that (laughs) right like I don't and I I wish I could remember like exactly how the conversation went but I remember someone being like no and I was like no 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 so I'm not an athlete you think I'm not an athlete yeah um but just reminding myself that even though I wasn't a student athlete, I was still very much so a student and I was still very much so an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was an athlete on my own terms. Yes. Like, I like it that. was mm-hmm. up to me now. I wasn't going to the gym to follow workouts to get ready for preseason. I wasn't like trying to maintain any sort of like physical fitness or ability or like going to the gym to try and PR like trying to break my sprint times or like things like that I was literally just going to be healthy keep in shape move because moving makes me feel good yeah and I was like, okay, like I, I get it now. Like, yeah. And I just, I fully embrace the NARP life. Like, there you go. <laughs> I feel, uh, I completely agree with you on the whole, like, I feel like being in the like sport exercise, like psychology world has really changed my view so much more than I ever would have thought it did because I felt like before I started this program, I had a decently good grasp on what the field was because I majored in exercise science and psych just like separately. So I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I, I know what it is, (laughs) but I think actually like, I like the size of our cohort and I like how everyone is just so willing to talk about all of their different perspectives from their Mm. different sports. And I like that we're a giant like group of just totally different backgrounds because like hearing like that other people felt the same way in other sports or maybe that they had a totally different experience than me I have been thinking about it recently and I'm like wow I feel like I have a totally different view on like a healthier view on like my involvement in sport and like just my past and present and hopefully Mm. future um being an athlete um just from being in class which I didn't realize when it was happening 
Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Definitely didn't realize what was happening at the time, but I agree with you on that. It changed my view, like for the better, Mm -hmm. like enhanced my view on like being an athlete in general or just like exercise and sports like and I think that really also helped me get back into it in the spring yeah because like when I had walked away I was like no I'm not I'm not I don't care I have two years left like I'm not using it I'm done like Mm -hmm. I'm frustrated I'm tired like yeah and then after literally just being in class and like hearing people talk and like getting to know everyone and just like chit-chatting just like learning so much I was like okay sports are awesome first off yeah because they're not a science like there's no algorithm on how to do anything in any specific certain way in a sport like sports are an art and whoever the individual is participating in it is the artist and however Mm -hmm. they want to sport (laughs) yeah like they will and that's the beauty of it because it's different for everyone um so that was something that was really cool. That was actually something that the coach that retired, we met a few times throughout the semester um, because I felt like I would learn so much from him in practice. I was like, I got to hear more about this. Like Mm. I need to learn more. And one day we were just sitting talking and I was telling him how I was just nervous that like part of me fell out of love with soccer and like I wasn't gonna be happy playing and yada 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 and he was like well always remember that sports are are not a science they're an art Mm -hmm. and however you choose to create your art is however you choose like yeah long as you're enjoying it there's no it's nothing needs to be done in a certain way and I was like dang I was like, where have you been for the last four years? Yeah. Like- <laughs> no, that's very beautifully said. Yeah, so he's a real one for that. I love that. Um, so what are you most excited for going into this season with Springfield College? Uh, what am I most excited for? Apparently, this they have a lot of rivalries. Like, I hear Wesleyan is, like, a big rivalry. Oh, that's cool. Um, I am excited to play MIT. Oh, that's um, awesome, yeah. I'm also excited to play Babson because a few of my former teammates from UConn actually transferred. Yeah. And they're going to Babson. All so right, that'll be, like that'll be fun. A little, <laughs> a little battle. I'm excited for that. Um, I'm really I think I'm just excited to see all of the work that we did together in the spring Um, like we got to see some of it at the little like tournament that we had at the end um, which was really awesome like we ended up coming out on top in the tournament Um, so I'm just really excited to like get after it with everyone and see it all come together yes yes no that's awesome okay so then on the other hand what do you think like might be the biggest challenge for you going into this season I feel like I'm old (laughs) like grandma on the team yeah (laughs) I mean the good news is there's another girl on the team who is either a fifth year or sixth year. I think it's her fifth year. Okay. Um, so I think she's like 22, may- maybe 21, but I think she's 22 now because um, I'm 23. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay. Because like some people come into college 17 years old. Yeah, big difference. Like, That's six years. Like, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but I was nervous about that in the spring, Mm -hmm. like just kind of being 
the odd one out. Like I was a transfer and I wasn't there in the fall. Like it was kind of weird because I was a student. So why wasn't I there in the fall and I'm older? So like, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, so I, it all worked out as again, everything always yeah. does. Um, but the freshmen, when I met the freshmen in the spring, they had already had a season under their belt. So like they knew how the team ran, like they knew more than I did. I yeah. was more of a freshman than they were at that point, but now coming in for the fall there's gonna be like true freshmen Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh they're so new to everything like yeah I just (laughs) I feel like old and experienced even though like at the same time I'm inexperienced because I haven't gone through a season with them yet like yeah or a fall season at least so it'll be interesting (laughs) yeah I'm sure because it's one of those things where it's like you said you're very experienced in like the collegiate soccer world and in soccer in general and you're finishing you're gonna be finishing your master's degree while they're like (laughs) starting their freshman year which is very different um but I'm sure like like sports always do like soccer will bring you guys together regardless Mm -hmm. and it'll be fun just like bonding with the team and you know all that sort of thing yeah I'm excited for you it'll be awesome I know um so I think I had a conversation with almost everyone in our cohort about this at some point or another or I think anyone can agree that just like the transition from undergrad to grad school just without sports in general just the school Mm -hmm. part is difficult um especially coming out of like you just kind of still being in the COVID world a little bit. Like we wore masks, I think until like the last month of school or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I think especially changing schools, which most of us were coming from different places. Some people had taken years off. Some of us hadn't. Um, I know it was definitely not easy for me, especially at the beginning. I felt like the fall semester was a huge transition. And then the spring, I started to get a little bit more of my stride. How did you like, feel about all of that personally how did you kind of go about and handle all of that like transition stuff with school in general um yeah it definitely was a little hard um I think the hardest part was just like keeping keeping myself on track the thing that I realized was that was like a mix between getting to somewhat of an adult world. I feel like grad school is that middle ground between like still being in your college years, like young, having a good time and the adult like working world. Yeah, I agree. So there are some things that are like similar and some things that are different. And one thing that I realized with that is similar is a commute yeah a daily commute (laughs) so I where I grew up is 30 to 35 minutes from campus Mm -hmm. and that's where I was living for the fall semester um but we had 8 a.m's yeah (laughs) I I couldn't do it Mm -hmm. I was like this is killing me I'm not a morning person like it's also my first semester like living at home it's totally different than living on campus so different so I'm just like okay all right and I would email oh my god I felt so bad I would email (laughs) Milano all the time like hey I'm sorry like overslept won't be at the first class I'll be at the second one like I mean that was more that was more in the spring um but yeah so then I have to realize that that you kind of have to be a morning person (laughs) if you want to be in grad school unless you want to take like three hour long night classes which I also cannot do Uh, but then I moved to East Long Meadow which is like 15 minutes from campus now yeah which is a lot easier 
so much easier so much easier um other than that it was just kind of like get it done like stay on top of yourself and but I will say one thing that I didn't really have in undergrad that I do in grad school is professors with who are understanding yeah oh yeah absolutely what like advice would you give to either like your future self or not your future self your past self or like others that were you know went through similar things to you it could be a younger version like it could literally be like a year ago it could be four years ago anything like that like what's like the best piece of advice that you would give out I don't think this is the best piece of advice but I was having this conversation with one of my friends the other day actually um because I was just randomly thinking I I think all the time I'm a big thinker that's good um, <laughs> well depends sometimes sometimes, sometimes there's, a, there's a limit <laughs> yes yes a limit for sure um and I just like turned and I looked at him and I was like you know what I would tell my younger self like my undergrad self and he was like I, and I brought it up out of nowhere mm-hmm. he was like what and I was like that you don't need alcohol like it's crazy so now that I'm a grad student and I'm 23 like yeah can legally drink yada 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 I think about my drinking habits and patterns from mm-hmm. undergrad and I'm like yeah. how did I even sustain how did I survive yeah like anything like it it's baffling and I what triggered like the thought a while ago was actually one of our classmates um shout out Shelby (laughs) um and her talking about drinking culture on like athletic teams yeah yes and it's insane like people don't really know like you only know if you're in well maybe you know because like movies and stories and shows but I feel like it's definitely so different than that though yeah and then like you're in it and you just feel like you're supposed to do it because that's like where you are in your life but now that I'm looking back at it I'm like I could have been so much healthier if I had just even even if I just did it less yeah like you know what I mean like still engage to have fun but like yeah like maybe don't use it as a coping mechanism as much like um but there was there was actually a point after the fall of my freshman year or it was during the fall of my freshman year where I was like I'm I'm not drinking for a year like that's it I don't want to Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it like nice. I I did that, and it was great. And then I just kind of like fell back into old patterns and habits. So, I guess the real piece of advice would be to find coping mechanisms that are conducive for a healthy life. Yeah. Because no matter what you do in life, no matter where you go there's going to be stress. Like I eat stress for breakfast. That's like how much it just like consumes parts of my life just because of being a student, being an athlete, working in a restaurant, like just life, you know what I mean? And so I think that would be the best piece of advice I could give anyone. Just find a coping mechanism that is healthy and actually good for you yeah I love that I have okay I have a few things I want to comment on all of that so first going to just how like you don't need like alcohol or you don't need it that much or all that sort of thing in the drinking culture with sports and stuff um so I did not play like did not do varsity like sports at my school but I did club and mm-hmm. let me tell you, the club, the club sports, they go hard um, mm. when they want to. And I didn't really my freshman year because I was like super shy and my shell did not like come out that much. But my sophomore year, 
Definitely, because I lived with a bunch of cross, like the whole, basically the majority of our team all lived together in this yeah. like giant place. And, you know, we just drank all the time. And I would live, I was 19, 20. I would literally like black out and wake up the next morning at 6 a.m. and go on a 10 mile run and come back. Like and how? Then literally now, <laughs> if I have like a few drinks, like I feel like a grandmother, I have a few drinks and the next morning I'm like dead. Like I will yep. run until like the evening, but I remember back then my like other teammates would be like, what the heck are you doing? Like why? And I'm like, I feel great. I'm good. But my body just like does not bounce back like that anymore. <laughs> and maybe it was cause I was young and I didn't really, I didn't drink at all in high school. So maybe that was still like mm. new enough to me that I just was fine. But I think that yeah. felt all the time. And I'm like, I was crazy. I was like on something. I was crazy. <laughs> we all were like oh my god I don't I'll never understand I will never understand yeah and then um also just going to like the healthy like coping like mechanism thing like retweet to that and I also think it's so important that people have like multiple different things that they can do because Mm. I've seen so many of my friends for example like they rely on like running as their coping mechanism and that's great and all, but when you like, let's say you're injured or you like can't run or it becomes like so much of a coping mechanism that you can't get through a day without it, then like mm-hmm. I've seen people go down that spiral and I'm like, dude, like it's because you don't have anything else. Like you need something yeah. else. And I think having something that's not involved in your sport as well is very good like whether that's just like reading a book or like journaling or going on a walk or something like that and not being like oh yeah like going on a run or going to the gym is the only way I know how to like de-stress it's like dude that can send you down a whole nother like path as well and Mm -hmm. I feel like for me like that was definitely like high school early college like it was always going on a run was just like the way to go and then I realized like during times that I got injured and couldn't run and stuff. I was like, okay, like we got to find something else now. Um, but yeah, I really like that. Like finding, you know, different things that can help you kind of get through that. So I guess my other question for you is what, what works for you? What do you do? Um, I, so it's funny that you say people should have a few different things. Cause there's yeah. actually this, I have 12 million different hobbies. Like if you ask me what I do, it's different every day. Um, but there's actually this audio trending on TikTok or Instagram, something somewhere right now. Um, and it says that you should have five hobbies, Mm -hmm. one that keeps you like fit, one that keeps you happy, one that keeps you like continuously learning. And I don't remember something like that. Yeah. Um, but my, my go-tos, believe it or not, I actually, the going to the gym is like not a stress reliever for me, mm-hmm. but I think that's just because I associate it too much with like when I did start to go to the gym and like mm-hmm. having to be in shape for preseason and like, yeah, all of that. Um, eventually I could see it being something that could be like a nice little stress reliever and like it is something that I still like to do because like I said, like moving does help me feel good. Yeah. Um, I'm a big doodler. So like, I love to doodle or like journal. I mm-hmm. love doing that. Like I actually just bought myself some notebooks today because I was running <laughs> out of pages. Yeah. Um, so those are two things that I rely probably most heavily on. Um, I also make like friendship bracelets. Oh, I love those. They're so like easy to just get lost in and yep. like, not think yep. about anything. Yes. Um, in the summer, especially when I go to Greece, like I'll bring up some books with me. Um, and I'm, I'm not like a huge reader though. Like it's because sometimes it just puts me to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but I don't want to go to sleep. Like, I just want to do something. Um, walking. I love walking. I love a look good, like walk and talk with someone. Like, yes. I love oh that. Oh my God. Phenomenal. I Phenomenal. always feel refreshed after those. <laughs> yes. Being outside. Yeah. Like, at any point, I 
sometimes I just have to go outside just for like two minutes. I'm like, because mm-hmm. especially w- when I'm at the restaurant yeah. and I'm working like open to close. You can get lost in there. Like, I got to go outside. I need mm-hmm. the sun to hit my skin right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say those are like my primary. And then I try and like teach myself like new things every now and then. So I'm like a bit of a fashionista. So I like to make clothes sometimes. Okay, go um, off. Love that. <laughs> and then I've been teaching myself how to play the ukulele for like, five years now I know Mm -hmm. how to play like two songs um (laughs) the fun song from sponge from spongebob yes oh my god you bring that to like a campfire this um this year sometime (laughs) I should I definitely will and then I'll I'll learn how to do the campfire song yeah there you go we can all sing around the fire that's awesome. That's a good like lineup of, of stuff. Um, yeah, well, okay. So to wrap things up, do you have anything else you want to just share or any random things that you uh, kind of like maybe forgot to say or anything like that? Um, I guess I would just say, you know, to all the 20 something year olds, you know, just keep moving forward. We're all we're all going through it. Just keep swimming. <laughs> Just keep swimming and be a goldfish because <laughs> that's how you survive life. Just yeah. keep going. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the pod. It was awesome talking to you and hearing more about your story. Mm. Um, can I get a later losers for the people? Later losers. <laughs>